From that medical tent out on the race course in Boston, the severely injured a year ago made their way to the world-class medical facilities in the city, where the life-or-death outcomes were the result of real expertise, more than just being strong and stepping up, as important as all that is. Medical experience and know-how would be needed to keep the people with so many severe injuries from dying. And last year, Dr. Perrin Cobb, director of the Mass General Critical Care Center, knew his role exactly when he attended to six of the bombing victims. And Joanne Pomodoro, clinical social worker at MGH Back Bay, was ready to provide trauma counseling for an event that had no precedent. As this year comes to a close, Cobb and Pomodoro can think back with sadness about what they saw and look forward with some fear and excitement to next week. They are running the Boston Marathon for the very first time themselves. In solidarity, they say, with the people they helped and saved. Yeah, it was a terrific day. Uh, Obviously, it was beautiful. Uh, And I got an email from a colleague who indicated that there had been an explosion um, and that there was uh, some need in the emergency department. So I immediately uh, went down uh, and saw this first wave of victims Right then and there, you knew that a beautiful Patriots Day in the city of Boston was going to be very, very different. We had no idea at the time how different it was going to be, but that played out very rapidly. Yes. I actually was getting ready to go play racquetball, and my cousin had called and said, "Um, there's an explosion at the marathon. My brothers are both first responders. So I was wondering where they were. I had no idea what was going on. I was in shock, just like everybody else. But then as the story progressed, you started to see a catastrophe, a traumatic event that I don't think any of us expected at that time. Um, What I've noticed with the people I work with, it seems to be that everyone's working to have, I call it um, triumph over trauma. And it's amazing what I've seen and the resilience and the um, just the energy of everyone working together to support each other. Is it possible to triumph over trauma or do you absorb it in some way and and move on? I think there's the, you know, there are there are a couple senses of the of the reality if you will. One of the terms that we've used and I've talked to Joanne about this is the surreal uh, sense of the day. Uh, there's the activities we're all prepared for emergency care, critical care, intensive care and certainly as you see victims coming in, we jump to action and that's what all the drills and the practice uh, are about. But there's Another level of reality, if you will, the the surreal uh, aspect where you sort of get the sense we're in the middle of something really big. And you're trying to focus on the activity at hand, which is taking care of our amazing patients and their families. But you also had this sense that, am I safe? Are my colleagues safe? A number of us knew runners in the race, and there was sort of a sense that is the next wave coming in going to include somebody I know. There were reports early on that there have been other explosions in other parts of the city that the suspects were still out and about. So there were a number of really, really powerful emotions. Joanne, contrast the trauma of the bombing with the continued trauma of the manhunt, of the level of stress that people were under for days and days and days. And of course, as you, a doctor, were under keeping those patients at Mass General alive. Mm-hmm. Joanne, you first. Uh, you know, at Mass General, they saw all the physical, the medical trauma. And what I was dealing with was the um, psychological trauma. At that time, it was still shock. I think people just could not understand. And I think the word surreal is what we would use at that sure. moment. And you know what, John? It's, um, you can use the analogy like a wound, right? I mean, you have the initial trauma that creates the physical wound, if you will. And that heals over time with scarring. And I think 
all of us had wounds, if you will, psychological uh, wounds, and those are in the process of healing. We know that that uh, deep injuries can take months to years to heal. And I think that that's where we are, not only as individuals, but as a city and a region as well. From the outside, most people would probably say, and there are probably only a couple more places in the world that they would say this about, if you're going to get seriously injured, boy, do it in Boston with the medical infrastructure that's there, the level of medical expertise. What were you most proud of, of what happened a year ago? And what surprised you, maybe even scared you a little bit about what this medical infrastructure can do or can't do. I think that uh, a silver lining coming out, if you will, uh, of the of response is an appreciation about the need for better prostheses. Uh, if there is going to be immediate injury and the inability to save limbs because of the destructive power of the bombs that were detonated, uh, that we redouble our efforts for prostheses, uh, artificial limbs. And I think we've seen a lot of progress in that domain as well. The thing that I think surprised us the most is how automatically people went into response mode. One of the most brilliant things that happened was the emergency medical system and the way that 260 patients were distributed equally across five trauma centers. You mentioned Boston being one of the places to respond. We have tremendous expertise with regard to trauma and critical care across the five centers. So that changed a mass casualty event, 260 victims, into a multiple casualty event for each hospital. You can imagine it would have been quite different, for example, if those 260 patients had gone to one hospital. So I think that worked uh, incredibly well. How many patients did you deal with personally? We admitted 39 patients to Mass General that first day. And we took care of six patients in the surgical intensive care units at Mass General. And you can see their faces now? I can. And the, we talked about the scars earlier on. The, uh, the motions are still quite real. Uh, to some degree, the, the, the scabs or the scars get ripped off the wounds, and you revisit that. I'm still really uh, impacted at a, at a really gut emotional level when I see the videos and replay those. He's having something of a flashback right there, Joanne. That's exactly what you deal with every day. Yes, you do. But the way to manage a lot of this is through a process. We desensitize from it so that we can maybe um, have a neutral uh, emotion within ourselves without getting re-traumatized or flooded by re-experiencing you know, fear is fear is a major, major issue, especially with coming back this year. Some people have not been here since last year. So coming back, uh, you know, we hopefully they're going to get on the course and desensitize themselves or just self-regulate so that they can feel at least stable and safe and secure. I think any time this happens, we can never promise we're all going to be safe. But I think what we've learned is if we come together as a team, there's help, there's hope, and there's faith that we'll all be okay. And that's, that's so true, Joanne. I think that, you know, one of the, one of the things that we learned in retrospect is that we're, uh, if you will, tempered and hardened uh, by uh, the experience in the sense that we're even more united now. And I think that's why you've seen not a diminution and the number of people that are running. But we've got over 37,000 runners that are going to be participating. And it's the idea that, you know, the core emotion of resiliency, of never giving up, of moving forward, and that's very characteristic of the marathon, what it takes to run or train from a marathon, as Joanne and I have been experiencing over the past several months. But I think it's, it's absolutely characteristic of the region. Dr. Cobb, Joanne, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, you, John. Dr. Perrin Cobb is the director of the Massachusetts General Hospital Critical Care Center, and Joanne Pomodoro is a clinical social worker at MGH Back Bay.
So many runners and fans remembering Boston will run again next week when all the commemorations are behind it and us. For so many running, it will mean a lot more in 2014. The organizers of this year's marathon have invited everyone who wasn't able to make it to the finish due to the tragedy to come back and cross that finish line. Give us your part of the story. Call in at 877-8MY-TAKE. You can always leave a comment at facebook.com slash the takeaway. Thanks so much for listening. I'm John Huckenberry broadcasting today from WGBH in Boston. This is The Takeaway.